Hello, America. I would like to remind you today to not be a goldfish. You will understand that as we get into the podcast today. We're talking um, impeachment. Stu's first day back, when he left, they were talking about impeachment of Kavanaugh. (laughs) Uh, A week later, we're talking about impeachment with Trump, and the Kavanaugh thing is a thing of the past. Hello, goldfish. We'll talk about that, uh, treason, and those who are asking for Trump to be executed now. Nick DiPaolo is on. We go over the transcript with Nick DiPaolo. Uh, and then we hear from you, the the listener, on what does this mean? What, what should the president even do? I think he should just ignore it and say, okay, yet another time the media has hyped something told you something that wasn't true the democrats are unhinged i'm going back to work for the american people i'm not paying attention to any of this crap it's a it's a circus i'm going to go do work because there are things that we have to solve for the american people and i think he would win uh i think the american people would appreciate that we'll see what happens all on today's podcast You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Welcome back, uh, Stu. Thank you, Glenn. Excited to be here. Yeah. Now, what's the last thing you recall? Well, you mentioned impeachment, and I, I do remember this being a big uh, focus. Yes. They yes. were very pumped up about. Well, they announced yesterday they're going forward with it. So Kavanaugh, this there was some actual. Details. Now there's been a a slight wrinkle in this story. When you left, uh, yes, the press, the New York Times had come out with a a whistleblower uh, that said Kavanaugh had done all these things. Uh, That turned out to not be true. And so last week, yes, we were talking about impeachment, but they were all gung ho on impeaching Brett Kavanaugh. Right. Right. I've only been out for a week. You left. You left on. You left on Wednesday, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Well, something happened on Wednesday. We had another whistleblower on Kavanaugh. No, mm-hmm. no, <laughs> on Ukraine on, and mm-hmm. and Trump. Now U- we Ukraine don't, and Trump. Yeah, we don't. Not know. Ukraine and Biden. That was where the whistleblowers that I had heard about. No, no, that, that was that's old news. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, no, um, that's quite honestly today. That's now what aboutism. I'll explain in a minute. Uh, so th- we have a new whistleblower who we don't know who said that the president threatened to hold back funding if they didn't give him dirt on Joe Biden and his son. Okay, but the we need more dirt on the Joe Biden and his son with Ukraine thing. (laughs) Apparently we do. Okay, because the press says there's nothing to that story. Uh, And so came from the press. (laughs) It was reported by the New York Times. I know, but there was nothing to that story. Okay, Um, so that's a conspiracy theory now. Wow, I really have missed some (laughs) updates. You've you've missed a lot. Mm -hmm. So now that's a conspiracy theory. Uh, and uh, Donald Trump is only bringing this up because he is trying to get out of his threatening uh, verbiage on this phone call that a whistleblower 
well, I was going to say heard because that's the way it was first presented. But it turns out the whistleblower did hear about this, but it may have been at a bar. It wasn't even at work. Okay. It had nothing to do with his work related duties. So he heard someone talk about how the president was withholding funds. And so he blew the whistle to Congress and they're moving forward with impeachment papers. Now, the the president says he didn't do this. You ready? Uh huh. President said he didn't do this. And he's going to release the transcript of that conversation. And he's also going to release the IG report, which apparently shows that the whistleblower was dismissed by the attorney general because the whistleblower has it out for Donald Trump, his political operative. Oh, my God, these news cycles. <laughs> what, there's been 40 of them in the past five days. Yeah. So... <laughs> Don't, my... You're with the rest of America. This has happened so fast. Still, well, but... the the whole all of America is going like like last night. Was anybody else going? Wait, you're going to file articles of impeachment? No, 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 no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> That's another story. They're not even filing articles of impeachment. They're not actually doing impeachment because they have to vote on impeachment. The whole House has to vote. Can they move forward with an impeachment proceedings? Mm-hmm. So nothing really is changing. They're just saying. You know, it's it's like Michael Scott and uh, I declare bankruptcy. <laughs> I declare bankruptcy. <laughs> right. That's not how you declare bankruptcy. That's right. Exactly right. right. Uh-huh. So Nancy Pelosi <laughs> said, I declare <laughs> impeachment. <laughs> it doesn't really mean anything. It doesn't really do anything. It doesn't do anything. You have to actually vote on, on yes. that. Yes. Yes, you do. Uh, this is uh, fascinating. But, you know, well, Pelosi's an interesting part of this, right? Because she has been the one supposedly holding this up the whole time. Yes. They went through two years of investigation yes. on Russia, and yes. she didn't pull the trigger. But no. now, in the time when I went on vacation, in the last week, she's changed her mind on this story where there's she's been no investigation it. on it? She's changed her mind. There's no investigation on it. She doesn't even have the transcript of the call, and no. she's already for impeachment on this yes. issue? I was just thinking when she was announcing it yesterday at 5 o'clock, Eastern time, I thought to myself, you know, in 18 hours, you're either going to have evidence or not. Mm. And we you found, know. I thought, pretty clearly that if you just wait for the evidence in the Mueller report, for <laughs> example, right. we no, probably wouldn't have been worked up all, no, the, they're all not that gonna, time. No, they're not going to do that. No. That is... Uh, so we've gone... We, we have now gone into impeachment without going into impeachment. It's just not on Kavanaugh. It's on Trump. And it's not on the whistleblower that was discredited. Uh, for Kavanaugh, it's uh, a new whistleblower that we have no idea of what he even said, and neither do, neither does neither does Congress. But they're already for the impeachment. They're already for the impeachment. This does not sound like the action of a party that is confident it's going to win the next election. You think that does not? Does it, it does seem not to sound... you like maybe they're in favor of chaos? I could, yeah, it kind of does feel that way. It's almost like their their hope is, hey, maybe everybody will be so tired of this, and uh, they'll just go. I can't. We just can't have you know President Trump. He does stupid things from time to time, and the press and everybody is so against him. I'm so sick of everything. Uh, What do you say? Spin a wheel. Uh, Okay. Andrew Yang is president. <laughs> there we go. I, I mean, I think that's their Hail Mary pass here is is just it's anybody but Trump. Anybody but Trump. 
But I don't know. I, I mean, but if you have anybody but Trump is easy. You have an election coming up in a year. This, they're jumping on this bandwagon in this short of a period of time makes me th- feel like a, they don't think they're going to win this look, thing. There is a chance. There is a chance that in the next five weeks, the president resigns in shame, and we have President uh, Mike Pence. Don't think it's a good chance, but there's a chance. We also have a chance that the president has has is going to nail boards across the windows of all <laughs> media outlets because they've all gone out of business because they've so discredited themselves that this is the last straw. I mean, let's remind people it was a week ago the press was all in a tither because they were going to impeach Brett Kavanaugh. Remember, it was a week ago, and they were discredited. And we thought, oh, well, the press, nobody's going to listen to the press now. They've been discredited. Oh, no, uh uh-uh. Same organizations now saying this, which is leading to an impeachment frenzy for the president now. At some point, you're going to board up the windows. (laughs) You know what I mean? At some point, everybody will be like, I mean, you want to talk about the boy that cried wolf. This is amazing. By the way, you 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 missed all the global warming. Wonderful. Oh. Just the speeches from the children were beautiful. Uh, it is absolute child abuse what is happening right now. But again, you're going to board up the windows because even the IPCC uh, report, the people who wrote that damn report are saying, guys, we're not dead in 10 years. I just want you to know it's. It's not extinction level. We're not saying that. Who's saying this 10-year thing besides AOC? Now the press and everybody let these kids go on TV saying, that you've stolen my childhood. We're all going to be dead in 10 years. And everybody said, oh, my gosh, look at them. How dare you criticize Oh yeah, one of the one, one of those one children. Of those children. I, that's one of those things where the the Lord works in mysterious ways. He sure does, and and it's um, very mysterious right now. And he, uh, he, you know, he comes to how does he how do you provide for your family? I I did see a clip of 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 the climate protesters, and I thought me being on vacation while a sixteen year old is lecturing me about how evil I am over the climate, it's probably a good week for me to be on vacation. It probably, it probably is. Probably is. Poor Wells Fargo and their, yeah. their mortgage payments. So they, they should be made for a little bit longer. So today, today we're going to get the transcript. And it's, by the way, it's not a transcript. We don't tape the phone calls of the president. So don't be surprised. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll tell you how this is all going to play out in the press. But first, the transcript comes out. But it's not a transcript. It's a memo. It's a memo of what happened on the phone call and the recollection of like four people that were witnesses to the phone call. They do this and they put it in a file. So the first thing is he didn't even release a transcript. There is no transcript. There is no transcript. We don't tape the president's phone calls. Hello, Nixon. They kind of got away from the recording everything. So the first thing they're going to say is, this isn't even a transcript. We want the audio. Why won't he release the audio? There is no audio. Then they're going to say, uh, well, the IG report and this transcript, we can't tell anything from this. We can't tell a darn thing. 
So now they're going to get the evidence that there wasn't anything. My guess is there is something in there, something little, but it's going to be able to be read either way. And they're going to say, see, this shows. And the press will assume the worst and they will continue to go forward. Last night. Now, if you've been following this at home, you know that what this started with impeachment because he would not release the IG report. He wouldn't release the IG report. If you won't release the transcript and you won't release the IG report, well, that is you're you're violating the Constitution. (laughs) And you have to we're going to impeach him because he will not release the IG report and he will not release the transcript. So then he says, "Okay, I'm going to release the transcript and I'm going to release the IG report. They go ahead with impeachment, and after she says impeachment, this is a quote from CBS News. This president doesn't care about the presidency. He only cares about himself. He is going to release the transcript. What foreign leader now will trust any of our presidents going forward (laughs) that their conversation will be kept confidential? Unreal. Un- I mean, do we are, do are we goldfish? Are we goldfish? Because I really feel like I'm living in a world of goldfish because everybody's just turning around in five seconds. They've forgotten what just happened. You forgot that last week they were doing this with Kavanaugh and the same people who told you Kavanaugh was guilty have been discredited and you're listening to him again. Hello, goldfish of America. What is wrong with you? It's really incredible. And there's so much more to tell. Just want you to know this president only he doesn't care about the presidency. How are foreign leaders ever going to trust him? You were saying that he had to release it. This is damned if you do, damned if you don't. And this, I want to remind you, goldfish, you're not even sheep anymore. Americans aren't even sheep. They're goldfish. We're swimming in a sea of 350 million goldfish. This, damned if you do, damned if you don't, is coming from the party of fairness. The party of fairness. We we know what fair is. Really? I guarantee you the transcript won't matter today. I guarantee you, no matter what the IG report says, it won't matter today. They both could say they could have the Ukrainian president on saying, please, Mr. President, please threaten me. No, I'm not going to do it. It's wrong. Please, Mr. President, please. I've got information on Joe Biden. I'm not going to hear it, Mr. Prime Minister. You could have that on the tape and they would find a way. Did you see what? Did you see what? Yeah, that's what the words say. But we can't tell without hearing the inflection. We can't tell without hearing the pauses what he really meant. Anybody who thinks, well, I got nothing to hide. Really? Listen up. This transcript will not matter today. It will go to inflection, his intent, what was in his heart. But they know because they're the party of fairness. They're now accusing the right of whataboutism. 
Oh, yeah, this is just the right playing whataboutism. No, you have to be the first in with the story to claim that. And the Joe Biden, Hunter Biden story, we've been on for months, for months. This isn't whataboutism. This is, wait a minute. You're just, wait, you're saying that the president shouldn't say, uh, hey, I'd like to know about our vice president. Was he in dirty dealings because we lost one point eight billion dollars because Joe Biden said, yeah, just we're going to give you this. It's going to go to Burisma uh, and some other things, whatever you decide, uh, but put it into this bank. We're going to transfer it into this bank, which was owned by the corrupt oligarch of Burisma, and it just disappeared does anybody want to know what happened to $1.8 billion of your tax money? I would. I would. Uh, but let's trust the Congress to get to the bottom of that. Not a chance. Trust the Justice Department. Not a chance. The intel. Not a chance. This administration? No. The media? Absolutely not. So who is going to ask for it? You no longer have anything you can trust. Everything you thought was solid is now liquid. Look, the reason why they're saying this is whataboutism now is because they control something called what we used to call in radio cum. And as a programmer, I used to play the cum thing all the time. Whoever has the most listeners. Okay, you might have people who are very, very loyal to your station it doesn't matter. Whoever has the most listeners, even if they are listening only for five minutes a day and they're listening to their favorite station all day long, the one who has the most listeners, you can steal anything. Number one hit music station. You're, as long as they don't have a lot of listeners, the very next day, if you get on and say you're the number one hit music station, everyone will believe they stole it from you. Okay, it is a game of who has the loudest voice. Right now, the media has the loudest voice. It is why they are trying to shut people up, shadow ban. It's why they are trying to silence the right online. Because our voice is becoming effective, and they can't have that. This is why they're playing whataboutism, but I don't think it's going to work. They are not about fairness. They're not about diversity. They are about total control. More on the impeachment coming up. The best of the Glenn Beck program. Hey, it's Glenn, and if you like what you hear on the program, you should check out Pat Gray Unleashed. His podcast is available wherever you download your favorite podcast. Yes, the soothing music is uh, to let you know that one of the most politically incorrect human beings on the planet is about to hit your ears. His name is Nick DiPaolo. He is the host of The Nick DiPaolo Show. You can find him and his comedy show for free, and I warn you... Very politically incorrect, and he uses potty language a lot. You can find him at nickdip.com, nickdip.com. Hello, Nick DiPaolo. 
How dare you? How <laughs> dare you, Glenn? How dare it? What did I say now, Nick? But party language. Come on. <laughs> I swear like a, a pirate. Yeah, you do. I, I think pirates would blush. Um, listen, uh, Nick, did you see yes, Nancy Pelosi yesterday and her, in, her announcement of impeachment? Well, it wasn't an announcement of impeachment. It was an inquiry into impeachment. Ooh, that's like Dean Wormer <laughs> saying you're on double secret probation. Ooh, it is. It could. It is. Could she pull her skin back any tighter. Her belly buttons on her Adam's apple at this point. <laughs> she, she's trying to keep her dentures in. Biden's teeth fell out last week. Now you know all they need is a, a tube of uh, polydent to bring this party together. But it, the uh, how about here's what I love. First, she comes out and says, nobody's above the law. Hello, Hillary Clinton. Hello, thick-ankled dong face. Uh, And watching the Democrats trying to pull down Trump, it's like watching Antifa trying to pull down the Statue of Liberty with silly string. (laughs) It is, you know, what's really strange is I think the American people are goldfish because it was last week that the New York Times was trying to tell everybody that they had a source that would lead to the impeachment of of Kavanaugh. And everybody was talking about impeachment with Kavanaugh. Then we found out, oh, that's discredited. And we moved on. The very next day, the New York Times had a whistleblower that said they have something that could impeach Donald Trump. And we all went there. Yeah, and the guy heard it secondhand. What did he get the guy drunk who does the carpets in the West Wing? Where did he, you know, a bathroom attendant heard something? Uh, But Trump comes out and and he's so funny. He goes, it was the perfect phone call. Who qualifies phone calls like that? (laughs) This is the the perfect phone call. Honey, uh, I'm not going to be home tonight. I'm going to strip club with my friends. I'll see you tomorrow morning. And your wife goes, okay, honey, just wear a rubber. That's the perfect phone call. Or or Megan Fox calls your apartment and says, I'm five minutes away. I have a gallon of baby oil and 50 blue chews. That's a... That's the perfect phone call. Or the IRS going, you know what? We owe you money. I got it. Those are the perfect phone call. I got it. I got it. So uh, what do you think is – Who's this going to work out for? Because I can't find a good ending for Congress. I can't find a good ending for Biden. I can't find a good ending really for Trump. I mean, unless Trump comes out and does the Bill Clinton thing. And let me be specific about that with you. Uh, that is the Bill Clinton thing. Yeah, where he came out and he, <laughs> where he came out and he said, uh, "I did not have sex with that woman, Monica Lewinsky, and I got to go back to work for the American people." If he would come out and say, "This is a clown show. I didn't do it. They know better than this, and I'm going to work for the American people. I don't care about any of this." I think he would be the adult in the room, and it would make them look like well, the clown that they are. That's what he's saying, and that's what he's going to say. He's going to benefit from this, unless our country is that stupid now. But, I mean, they're saying this is an impeachable offense. How about Obama saying to the president of Russia in 2012 on a live mic, uh, Medvedev, uh, I'll be more flexible after the campaign. What were they talking about, a hot yoga class? (laughs) I mean, Biden, why do you have to dig, you don't have to, 
dig dirt up on Biden. He'll give it up himself eventually. He's the opposite of a self-cleaning oven. You just got to get, get a couple of PBRs in him and go, Uncle Joe, tell us how you and Hunter scam the Chinese out of a billion and a half dollars. Can you tell us that one again? You don't have to dig up dirt. He's a gaff machine. Yeah, it's it's um, it, what's what's remarkable here. Um, I'm just looking over the the transcript. We have the transcript. Should we go over it? Let's go over uh, wow. some of it um, and see what uh, see what said. You have, it's the you have the transcript. I have the transcript. I didn't even get my morning paper today. I know what a difference I, in show. I just <laughs> <laughs> just I just got it. Uh, congratulations on a great victory. We all watched from the United States. You did a terrific job. You can tell who's speaking right now just by the use of the word terrific. The way you came from behind uh, somebody who wasn't given much of a chance and you ended up winning easily. It's fantastic. Congratulations. The new president says, you're absolutely right, Mr. President. We did win big. We worked hard for this. We worked a lot, and I would like to confess to you that I had opportunity to learn from you. We used quite a few of your skills and knowledge, and were able to use example for our elections. And yes, it is true. These were unique elections. We were in unique situation, able to achieve unique success. He uses unique like Trump uses terrific. <laughs> I'm able to tell you following for first time, you called me to congratulate me when I won presidential election. Second time, you're now calling me when my party won parliamentary election i think i should run more often you can call me more often we can talk on the phone more often laughter uh trump says that's a very good idea i think your country is very happy about that well yes to tell you truth we are trying to work hard because we wanted to drain swamp here in our own country we brought in many new people not old politicians not typical politicians because we want to have great format and new type of government you're a great teacher for us in that the president this is see. This is the part where the president gets the idea. This is the perfect phone call. This guy is really, really sharp. Say these things to the president. And he's going to say it's a perfect phone call. President, well, it's very nice of you to say that. I'll say we do a lot for Ukraine. We spend a lot of effort and a lot of time, much more than the European countries are doing, and they should be helping you more than they are. Germany almost does nothing for you. I <laughs> love this. All they do is talk, and I think it's something that you should really ask them about. When I was speaking to Angela Merkel, she talks about Ukraine. Um, and she doesn't do anything. A lot of the European countries are the same way. So I think it's something you want to look at. But the United States has been very good to Ukraine. I wouldn't say it's reciprocal necessarily because things are happening and are not good for the United States, but have been very good to the Ukraine. Okay. Any problems with any of this so far? Yeah, nothing's happened. Uh, the president uh, of Ukraine says, yes, you're absolutely right. Not only 100 percent, but actually 1000 <laughs> percent. This is the perfect hey. phone call. I, I can tell you following. I did talk to Angela Merkel. I did meet with her. I also met and talked with Macron and told them they are not doing quite as much as they need to be doing on the issues with the sanctions. They are not enforcing the sanctions. They are not working as much as they should for Ukraine. Turns out that even logically, the European Union should be our biggest partner. But technically, the United States is much bigger partner than the European Union. And I'm grateful for you because the United States is doing quite a lot for Ukraine, much more than European Union, especially when we're talking about sanctions against Russian Federation. I'd also like to thank you for your great support in area of defense we are ready to continue to cooperate for the next step specifically we're almost ready to buy some uh, more javelins from the united states for defense purposes uh the president said i'd like you to do us i'd like you to do us a favor though because our country has been through a lot and ukraine knows a lot about it 
I would like you to find out what happened with this whole situation with Ukraine. They say crowd strike. I guess uh, you have one of your wealthy people, the server. They say Ukraine has it. There are a lot of things that went on, the whole situation. I think you're surrounding yourself with some of the same people. I'd like to have the attorney general call you or your people, and I'd like you to get to the bottom of it. As you saw yesterday, the whole nonsense ended with a very poor performance by a man named Robert Mueller, uh, an incompetent performance, but they say a lot of it started with Ukraine. Whatever you can do, it's important that you do it if possible. President uh, Zelensky says, yes, very important for me and everything you just mentioned earlier. For me, as president, it's important that we are open for any future cooperation. We are ready to open a new page in cooperation relations between the United States and Ukraine. For that purpose, I just recalled our ambassador from the United States, and he will be replaced by a very competent and experienced ambassador who I work hard on making sure that our two nations are getting closer. I'd also like to hope to see him having your trust and confidence and have personal relations with you. That's you want to go on that one, Nick? Um I want to have personal relations with you so we can cooperate even more so. I will personally tell you that one of my assistants spoke to Mr. Giuliani just recently, and we're hoping very much that Mr. Giuliani will be able to travel to the Ukraine and we will meet once he comes to the Ukraine. I just want to assure you once again that you have uh, nobody but friends around us. I will make sure that I surround myself with the best and most experienced people. I also want to tell you that we are friends. We're great friends, you and Mr. President we have friends in our country. We can continue our strategic partnership. I also plan to surround myself with great people in addition to that investigation. I guarantee the president of Ukraine that all the investigations will be done openly and candidly. That I can assure you. Good, because I heard you had a prosecutor who was very good, but he was shut down, and that's really unfair. A lot of people are talking about that, the way you shut your own very good prosecutor down. And you had some very bad people involved. Mr. Giuliani is a highly respected man. He's the mayor of New York City, a great mayor. I'd like him to call you. I will ask him to call you along with the attorney general. Rudy very much knows what's happening, and he's a very capable guy. If you could speak to him, that would be great. The former ambassador from the United States, the woman, she was bad news. The woman. I like that. <laughs> the woman. She was bad news, and the people she, she was dealing with in the Ukraine were bad news. I just want to let you know that. The other thing, there's a lot of talk about Biden's son, that Biden stopped the prosecution, and a lot of people want to find out about whatever you can uh, with the attorney general. That would be great. Biden went around bragging that he stopped the prosecution. So if you can just look into it, it sounds horrible to me. The president responds, I want to tell you something about the prosecutor. First of all, I understand. I, I want you to understand I am knowledgeable about the situation. Since we won the absolute majority in our parliament, the next prosecutor general will be 100 percent my person, my candidate, who will be approved by the parliament and will start a new prosecutor in September. He or she will look into the situation specifically to the company that you mentioned. That would be Burisma. The issue of the investigation of this case is actually the issue of making sure they restore honesty so we can take care of that and we will work on the investigation of the case. On top of that, I would kindly ask if you had any additional information that you could provide us, it would be very helpful for the investigation to make sure we administer justice in our country with regard to the ambassador to the United States from Ukraine. As far as I recall, her name was Ivanovich. Uh, it was great that you were the first one who told me that she was a bad ambassador because I agree with you 100%. Her attitude towards me was far from the best uh, as she admired the previous president and she was on his side. She would not accept me as a new president well enough. 
Um, then the president says, okay, I'll have Mr. Giuliani call you and I'll have attorney general Barr call you and we'll get to the bottom of it. I'm sure you'll figure it out. I hear from the prosecutor was treated very badly and he was a very fair prosecutor. So good luck with everything. Your economy is going to get better and better. I predict. And, uh, you have a lot of assets. It's a great country. I have many Ukrainian friends. They're incredible people. Um, and we're done. The rest is just yeah. Goodbyes. They go back and forth about energy and 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 nonsense. But what's that's your th- the, the what, main part? What's your thought on that? Well, the, the creepiest thing about that whole reading was how good your Russian accent is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to think you had something to do with this plan. <laughs> you hanging out with Carter Page for the last two years? That was Zumble. That was the best example of quid pro quo I've ever heard. Right. He's in such trouble. Right. You know what? <laughs> One thing did catch my ear. Javelins? What, we selling? Ma- we sending aid for the Olympics? <laughs> what? Is, is, that, is that code for yeah. missiles? I, I, what, I, what was the javelin? I'm pretty huh? sure that, that they're not javelins for the Olympics, but I, would, don't know, I don't know what they are. We would be sending ice skates. <laughs> <laughs> We're with uh, Nick DiPaolo. He was on The Tonight Show, Late Night with David Letterman, Jimmy Kimmel, Conan O'Brien. He's been nominated for... Emmys. Uh, did you ever win anything? Because you wrote the HBO Chris Rock's uh, special. Yeah, well, they had won two years in a row. Then when I came on the staff, we got nominated. It's the first year they lost. So I don't make <laughs> make of that one. Connect the dots on that one. <laughs> right. <laughs> I got, right. I got nominated twice, though. Right. So it, it was my favorite job in show business. And he is a comedian that, um, to say he uses uh, dicey language uh, is uh, a, a very big understatement. Um, and uh, you spent too much time in Salt Lake City. I know. Well, I have. I, we have a lot of listeners who are, you know, who are. Who, I know. Who, their face would peel off if they watched uh, <laughs> some of your some of your sh- uh, stuff. But it is very, very funny. Uh, and who did, who did very face work? Pelosi. <laughs> yeah. Or Joe Biden. He's just bleeding from the eyes, but no big deal. <laughs> um, all right. So it, does anybody have a problem? I don't have a problem with anything that was in that. That's, I Where's mean, the, other than the fact that the guy is really kissing his ass. I mean, he, oh, yeah. he is But they really, sound the same. They do. They, they sound, sound exactly, exactly the same. same. I mean, I bet now that the new media narrative is going to be, I can't believe Donald Trump is bashing Angela Merkel to another foreign leader. This is irresponsible. He needs to be impeached. There's going to be something new they take out of this because, I mean, this is a it's got to be a letdown. Right? This is a nothing burger. Nick? Yeah, I heard no. I heard no quid pro quo. I heard no mention of money. I I, I don't know what they're doing. The, the Dems are committing suicide here. It's it's fun to me. And the, like, the media is doing it too, don't you think? Oh, of course. Well, when Trump goes away, whether it's you know uh, at the end of this term or you know another four years, there's, there's going to be no news channels. You're going to put on cable. It's going to just be. <laughs> <laughs> CNN, MSNBC, they're going to fold up like a cheap camera. There's nothing. I mean, he's keeping their ratings alive. So. Well, unless they have video of some 16-year-olds that that uh, want to tell us all the things that we're doing wrong. Did you see oh, the— Oh, God. Did you see the 16-year-old girl? Can we play this audio, please? This is a 16-year-old girl telling the, uh, telling the adults uh, of the world, uh, shame on us. Listen this, to this is all wrong. I shouldn't be up here. I should be back in school on the other side of the ocean. Yet you all come to us young people for hope. How dare you? 
You have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words. And yet, I'm one of the lucky ones. People are suffering. People are dying. Entire ecosystems are collapsing. We are in the beginning of a mass extinction. And all you can talk about is money and fairy tales of eternal economic growth. How dare you? Comment, oh, Ned. Yeah, a lot of people don't know. Her parents took her to Chuck E. Cheese for her eighth birthday. <laughs> and five minutes after they left, the clown committed suicide. What a, she makes Hillary look likable, this thing. Uh, you got to be kidding me. You know, most... Most 16-year-old girls lose their innocence to looking at porn or something. She lost it to watching satellite maps on the Weather Channel. <laughs> she is. I blame her parents. I think her parents of are. Course. I mean, you want to talk about somebody who stole your childhood. It's your parents that are telling you only have 10 years to live. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. Hey, it's Glenn, and you're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. If you like what you're hearing on this show, make sure you check out Pat Gray Unleashed. It's available wherever you download your favorite podcasts. I'd like to know, what do you think about the insanity going on? I watched I watched CNN for the first time in a year last night, and it was, I, I'm telling you, I had to walk into the kitchen and just hug my wife, and she just went, it was that bad, and I said... It was Vietnam, honey. It was Vietnam. Having to watch those buffoons for an hour, it was Vietnam. Ridiculous. Nothing in the world makes sense to me anymore. So what should the president do? What is the exit strategy for the Democrats? What do you think is going to happen with this? Mark in Georgia. Hello, Mark. You're on the Glenn Beck program. Thank you so much. You bet. Uh, I'm calling uh, from Savannah and WTKS and the amazing Bill Edwards uh, warm up for you. I saw the headlines in our paper and it said no one is above the law and I went immediately over to Home Depot and got enough shiny duct tape to make me look like a sultan because my head was going to explode. <laughs> These people are so out of it. Uh, they have uh, laws that they pass that they exempt themselves from. Yes. They are above the law. And when they commit crimes like sexual harassment, probably sexual uh, uh, attacks of some sort, like slapping somebody in the butt or whatever, they use our money to pay off the victims. And we aren't allowed to know who was paying off, uh, you know, some poor victim. We don't need to know the victim, but we have a right to know who these perpetrators are. People are that are not exonerated. So, Mark, I, I have to tell you, I agree. I think that we are living in the times right now where you obviously are a longtime uh, listener. Thank you for the duct tape reference. Um, you've heard me talk about the Bubba effect. That's what's happening right now. The Bubba effect is going into hyperdrive. Another year of this, and no one's going to listen or believe. They started mocking people in Congress last week during these hearings. They were openly mocking them. Those people should have respect, you know. Nobody has respect for these people. None of them. No one has respect for them. These guys should be very concerned 
and that's why I think they are working with Google and everyone else. They've got to get their power base somehow. They should be very concerned that they are becoming a national joke. Now, it's always been a joke, always been a joke, but a good, kind-hearted joke. Not anymore. We're, we're to the point where we're like, I'm not going to listen to you. You really? Oh, really? You're, oh, you're going to protect the Constitution now. Yeah. Where were you on the IRS targeting conservatives under Obama? Oh, that's right. That's right. That, that was nothing. Oh, you're going to go after Donald Trump now on, uh, on, on, on this phone call where here's the document. There's absolutely nothing in it that is of concern uh, or at least impeachable for sure. Uh, but you... You don't want to hear about the Joe Biden thing with his son. That's a conspiracy theory. No, that happened. We have all the facts. We have all the facts. You know where we get some of the facts? The New York Times. How is it possibly a conspiracy when the New York Times itself reported it? Can I ask another question on this? Because you're, you're, you're helping me clarify this a little bit. Okay. Today. Let's just say the worst is true. The accusations against the president with this Ukraine thing are fully true, and they will play out with evidence. Let's say a recording of Donald Trump. Okay, hey, Donald holding Trump. the cat in his big oversized <laughs> chair, petting the kitty. Yeah. Yes, yes. Now my plans. Right. So the accusation is Donald Trump uses the power of his office to influence Ukraine and an investigation in Ukraine to get the result he wants. And if he doesn't get that result, he's going to withhold money. That Ukraine is ex- expecting. Mm-hmm. That's the accusation against Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. And we don't have all the evidence that that's true. They deny that it's true. But let's just say he came out and he there was a statement of him admitting this in public. Mm-hmm. How is that different than the actual initial conversation about Joe Biden? This is the initial clip that started this whole Joe Biden thing. Him talking in front of an audience, talking about how he went to Ukraine and threatened them if they did not use this and or pursue this investigation in no, the way that he fired, wanted. No, no, and fire, fire the, prosecutor, the prosecutor. He would withhold money. He's admitted this on camera. Listen to the clip. I'm desperately concerned about the backsliding on the part of uh, uh, Kiev in terms of corruption. They made, I mean, I'll, I'll give you one concrete example. I, I, I was, not I, I, but it just happened to be, that was the assignment I got. I, I, I got all the good ones. Uh, and uh, so I got Ukraine. And uh, um, I remember going over convincing our team, our <coughs> others, to convincing us that we should be providing for loan guarantees. And I went over, I guess, the 12th, 13th time to Kiev and... Uh, and I was going, supposed to announce that there was another billion-dollar loan guarantee. And I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. So they said they had they were walking out to press conference. Said, "No, nah. I said I'm not going to. We're not going to give you the billion dollars." They said, "You have no authority. You're not the president." The president said, "I said call him." <laughs> I said, "I'm telling you, you're not getting the billion dollars." I said, you're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Well, son of a <laughs> got fired. And they put in place someone who was solid at the time. 
So again, like hey, so forget the forget the Hunter Biden part of this at all. Forget if he was motivated by Hunter Biden. Forget that for a second. This is the exact thing they are accusing Donald Trump of doing, of withholding money to get a particular result in an investigation. Uh, with this particular case, firing of the prosecutor from all investigations. And he's withholding money and he's using the power of his office to accomplish that goal. It is precisely the thing they're accusing Donald Trump of. And it's the thing that started conservatives on this whole on this whole uh, chase in the first place. And so that made me think of this as you're, uh, we were talking about what is the motivation here. Is the motivation essentially to get out in front of how bad this is for Biden? Because uh, yeah. now because, you can so say look what you're doing. they've both done the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Right. And you are missing the Hunter Biden story. Right. I'm, what I'm just, he yeah. did with the prosecutor, that may be that they fired the right prosecutor or fired the wrong prosecutor. Mm-hmm. Listen to the president. This is from the transcript. I heard that you had a prosecutor who was very good and he was shut down, and that's really unfair. A lot of good people are talking about that, the way they shut your very good prosecutor down, and you had some very bad people involved. So now he's coming to the uh, president of Ukraine saying the exact opposite, the exact opposite. Barack Obama and Joe Biden said that's a bad prosecutor. Mm Mm-hmm. Some people think he was a bad prosecutor. Some people, like the current president of Ukraine, don't think he was a bad pro- uh, don't think he was a bad prosecutor. Thought he was a good prosecutor that was going to be that was wronged. Okay, I don't know, but you have them saying exactly the same thing, just on opposite sides on who the bad guy and the good Incredible. guy was. It's the same story. It's the same story. Now that does, there's additional no. layers, and also we should point out again. That Trump has not admitted to doing the thing that Biden did admit doing. Yeah, he so didn't. He didn't. It, it was said by this yeah. inside source that that's what he did. That there is no talk of that whatsoever. Right. None in the transcripts. None. It was a friendly phone call. The the, the president of exactly. Ukraine was like, I know we got to get all over that. We are working on it now. We'd love your help on that. They, they were in complete agreement. So is the is the effort here by Pelosi to launch this investigation and the inquiry into impeachment to essentially give the impression that both of these guys are guilty of the same thing? So you can't really count it against Biden, and that means. Yes, no, yes. But you have to go through a million because, loops, look, and you have to forget about the Hunter Biden part of the story. Let me give you something that really didn't get much attention. Uh, it was reported that uh, Robert Menendez, Dick Durbin, Patrick Leahy wrote a letter to Ukraine's prosecutor general, Yuri uh, Lusenko, expressing concern at the closing of four investigations they said were critical to the Mueller probe. <laughs> In the letter, they implied that the support for the U.S. assistance to Ukraine was at stake describing themselves as strong advocates for robust and close relationships with Ukraine. The Democratic senators declared, we have supported the capacity-building process and are disappointed that some in Kiev appear to have cast aside those Democratic principles to avoid the ire of President Trump before demanding Lusenko reverse, uh, I'm quoting, reverse course and halt any efforts to impede cooperation in this important investigation. So wait a minute. So you now have you now have <laughs> the senators, three Democratic senators going to uh, Ukraine, saying exactly the same thing that they just accused President Trump of doing. This doesn't go anywhere. 
They all did it. And everything in today's world is political. Everything. When bathrooms are political, of course, political people talking to other political people <laughs> is going to be political <laughs> because there is no integrity anymore on any front. It's all about politics now. So this is this is misdirection. This is saying, see what Joe Biden did in Ukraine wasn't bad. I don't have a problem with what Joe Biden did in the Ukraine unless it is connected to that prosecutor going in and starting and opening an investigation on Burisma. And that includes the board of directors, which Joe Biden's son was on. We lost that. Remember, he said, we're not going to give another billion. We're not going to give another billion dollars. Well, we did give another billion dollars. But what that prosecutor was looking for was where did the one point eight billion that was supposed to be in this bank and then go through Burisma? Where did that money go? Because it was just gone. It went to offshore entities and the guy who owned the bank owned Burisma and the guy who's on the board of directors was Joe Biden's son. Why was he on the board of directors? Does he speak Russian? Does he does he know about the oil and gas industry? The answer is no. This is misdirection to make it seem like what Joe Biden did was just say fire that prosecutor. That's not where the problem is. And the bad news for Joe Biden is it's even worse. The Blaze Radio Network. On demand.